Welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the act of writing, which is sometimes not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So today we're going to talk about um, how to behave yourself. <laughs> right. And this is less about the actual craft of writing, the actual sitting down and writing stuff, but more about like being a writer and how to kind of you know, out in the world, how to, how to be a good member of the writing community. How about that? Does that sound like a good way of putting it? Yeah, like how to act professional, <laughs> like an yeah. adult. And you know what? This thing bothers me a lot because I feel like there's so much competition in writing. Like we think, oh, everybody's trying to be a writer and it's so like cutthroat, it seems to like break in and to get attention that we assume that the writing community is large and it's very, very Mm -mm. small. And so sometimes there's this disconnect between the way we behave because we assume we're anonymous and we assume it's small and we so we can do all these things when we're not known, but like people are paying attention And Mm -hmm. it can actually harm your brand. It can harm your opportunities. Like there's just a lot of things that you should not do. Uh, And I, I'm always questioning when I see them go viral on Twitter or, or Facebook Mm -hmm. or become a meme. And I'm like, Ooh, what made them think that that was a good idea? Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Everything's so public or can become public very quickly. Um, And I know it feels like it, it, if someone said, Oh, Hey, is the writing world, big or small i like it feels pretty big and anonymous a lot of times right you know because you're just you know especially if you're in the process of like querying or trying to trying to break in and it, it can feel very uh yeah just huge anonymous like you're this this little drop in a big pond and you know nobody cares about me nobody knows um but the reality is the opposite it is very small they do care about you they are reading your stuff they are paying attention they just for whatever they just probably don't the reason they're rejecting it is because they've got you know for various reasons we're not going to get to that that's a whole nother podcast um but yeah there it's all and with social media it's even worse right because you always hear those stories of people who said one thing and then all of a sudden their life is over you know because like one thing goes viral and then you find out they go back and look at the other tweets and like oh geez what did you say that was not a thing to say like um you know the the McElroys, They had the they used to use the John Rodericks song as their theme song for a long time. Like that was their thing, and they were big fans of him. And then he did this. John Roderick did this like a, a couple tweets, uh, making jokes about his his kid wanting beans, and he went viral as Bean Dad, and it huge backlash. And then people started to look back at some of the old tweets that he had that were some very very poor taste jokes, and he you know it all blew up in his face. And now the McElroys don't use him anymore as their theme song and it's just been a big a big deal and now we're not you know not going to talk about cancel culture and, and stuff like that but just to say people people are seeing you you're you are representing yourself people are paying attention right people are paying attention they like if you put anything out on the internet it can always be found yeah. even if you delete it even if you think nobody saw it and it can come yeah. back to haunt you i think what you're talking about happens a lot we hear people celebrities all the time that like get a gig i that i mean it happened last week or or, or a couple of days ago with um the jeopardy host the new jeopardy host oh, who yeah. was hired and then yeah. fired he only did one day uh yeah. of taping and you know it was his past and some of the things that he said uh on a podcast so uh mary mm-hmm. watch out like we have to oh, behave no. on this podcast oh i'm so screwed yeah i'm so screwed 
<laughs> so anyway, I think I think it's helpful. Yeah, we're not talking about cancel culture here. We're talking about like yeah. very specific cases of um, behavior that writers sometimes are tempted to do and feel like maybe even justified in doing, but it usually always ends up in a bad light and, and creating sort of a bad impression of who you are. If you're dealing with agents or publishers, and I get it, it's frustrating. And you can just start to, you can start to really um, kind of start to, to villainize them, right? To say like, they, they won't accept my stuff and blah, blah, and get, you, you can get angry and it's okay to get mm-hmm. angry. Uh, but the reality is, is they want to, they're determining if they want to work with you. Right, you, you, they're trying to determine if you're someone who's going to be good to work with, and if you're not, there's a person in line right behind you. Uh, that was always a thing when, um, when I was acting, it was it was very much like you're you be polite when you go to an audition, be polite to the person running the audition, uh, be polite to everyone, be nice and friendly and positive uh, at all times because you're always being evaluated. And you want it, you want people to see your good side. I mean, it's not like you, have to, you don't have to be fake. You don't have to like pretend to be, you know, happy bouncy person. But you know, there's always that story of the person who's rude. You know, like they go to the audition and they're rude to the person who's checking you in. Yeah. And uh, like as if they don't, as if that person doesn't know the director inside. <laughs> you know, and just say like that guy was an asshole. Can we not? Yeah. You know, like oh, okay, no, we're not hiring him. So, but uh, writers don't audition. They well, there are other people. Yeah, they're, like we don't have the the casting director or anything like that, but we do. We are trying to impress people, right? Like if you do an in person mm-hmm. pitch, you're trying to, like that agent uh, is mm-hmm. is looking at building a long term relationship with you. So if you show mm-hmm. up late and you you know you're making a bad impression because your clothes are stained and you're like not prepared, that like mm-hmm. why would they want to work with you? They're thinking I can't send you out on a meeting because you're not going to show up or, uh, yeah. you know not going to carry yourself in a professional way. Nobody's work is that brilliant. Right? Because I think people assume like, well, my work will speak for itself. But yeah, if you're if true. you're a pain to work with, no no nobody's work is is that amazing. Uh, that to make up for that. Or even if it is, even if your work is is incredible, why make it harder? Right? Why not be a grown-up? Yeah. So, what are some what are some things that you know, some good specific things that as as a member of the writing community, things that we can do or not do to make sure that we are, uh, uh, you know, not behaving badly, that we're we're not shooting ourselves in the foot. And even perhaps uh, what's the opposite of shooting yourself in the foot? Healing uh, your foot. Healing your foot? Taking a step I forward. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, there you go. Well, I the thing that inspired this conversation was a a bunch of tweets that went viral on Twitter, and then it's like so viral that they were replicated on uh, Facebook and other platforms. Like people were screenshotting oh, wow. them and sharing, and be like, "What is wrong with this this writer?" Uh, and it was because they got a few negative reviews, but those negative reviews were three star reviews on Amazon. And uh, they felt offended that they would get anything other than a four or five star review. And they took aim and posted about this on Twitter and basically dismissed the review and were like, how dare anybody give me a a review? And it's like, okay, first of all, reviews are not for you. Like we've said this before, the reviews are for the readers. They're to help readers decide if they want to 
read this book and they like this book. And negative reviews are sometimes helpful. I've gotten uh, looked on Amazon and read one star reviews and they've been like, why well, I hate this. This is a YA tropey thing with love triangles. And I'm like, ding, that is, <laughs> that is what I like. And it's like, so the review has nothing to do with you and you have to yeah. remove yourself from that process, but attacking somebody for sharing their thoughts and their experience, regardless of if it's accurate of what you were trying to do with your book is wrong. Yeah. And people responded very viscerally, both fans and other writers to seeing these posts that it went viral and then people were like is, is this was she intentionally trying to do this to get publicity because that backfired oh wow yeah I'm, i mean and i get it like it's it's it hurts right if someone tells you you know and they're, they're not telling you but it seems like they're telling you your your thing sucks like that hurts i totally get that um I know people say don't read reviews of your own stuff. So far, that has not been something I've been able to accomplish. But uh, you know, to take that out on the person who has so far, you know, they did you a favor. They read your book and they reviewed it. Like all of those things are are good things to do. And just it's just not. Oh man, you just make yourself look bad. There's yeah. no way you don't come out of this looking like the jerk. Oh, that's too bad. It's really unfortunate, right? And I am, uh, you know, they used to say, oh, well, all PR, right? All publicity is good publicity. You know, it doesn't matter if it's if it's for a bad reason or a good reason. It's all attention. I'm like, I think in today's culture, <laughs> day and age, yeah. that is not true. That is absolutely uh, not true. Yeah, no. so we, we can't follow that anymore. Yeah. And, and the problem is, like, the sad thing is, is that now they're not talking about her book. Mm-hmm. Like if it's good or bad or anything, that's just all they're talking about is this. So it's it's one of the other reasons why writers need therapy is uh, you go, you, you take that review and it hurts and you go talk to someone else about it. You don't go, you don't go after the reader. Never go after the reader. You have to love all readers. They're, the, they're, yeah. Oh man, that stinks. I will say like, don't go after the readers and don't go after other writers. I, yeah. my big pet peeve is I get that like we all have different opinions on what's good writing, what's bad writing. We have, have mm -hmm. those authors or books or shows and we're like, Ugh, like that is not how I would do it. I don't think it's very good. I think it's trash. Mm -hmm. Do not do that on a public space. <laughs> Please don't yeah. do that because one, writing is hard enough. Two, I'm just like, it's, it just feels very unprofessional and you never know when you are yeah. going to be in a position to be on a panel with that person or, or that mm -hmm. person is going to be in a position to make an offer, a job offer to you or yeah. something else. And it just goes badly. And so I really wish people would stop doing that and trying to create this division between, well, you write romance and I'm better than you because I write oh, this yeah. and like stop putting down other people's work and genres. If you don't like it, just don't say anything about it. Yeah. Like if I read a book on, uh, and you know, I, I I read my stuff through Amazon. I know that's not good, but I you know, I have my Kindle. It's what I do. All right, don't judge me. Um, but you know, at the end of it, they you know, they always say leave a review, which is great, right? And uh, if I didn't like it, I don't say anything, right? Which is not to say that if you look like on my Goodreads profile and you see books that I have not left a review of, uh, that means I didn't like it. That means I just also didn't get around to doing it because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna, cause it can feel really good, right? It's fun to take something and go, Oh, here's what's so terrible about this. Like, and then you get to look funny. You get to look cool and funny, 
but it's not if you were trying to be a youtuber then maybe that would be helpful but if you're a writer we have to help each other we have to pave the roads we want to drive on Ooh. so write reviews for books you read right that helps the author if you liked a book recommend them um just be positive and if you didn't like something oh well it just it wasn't for me you know it's not that it was a bad book it wasn't a bad author just no that wasn't my thing oh well yeah and there's enough so. there's enough critics there's enough haters there's enough people reading that will you know point out the flaws of the work that you don't need to chime in and i i think as a writer like putting another writer down in public it's just to me it's just poor it's kind of poor taste now like there may be other real legitimate reasons for calling out a writer but i think the book is not yeah. one of them not one of them yeah it's it's not cool it's not professional it's a bad energy you know it just it get it sticks in you it, it doesn't it's not a good good energy to bring in your life if you're trying to write um and I know that's a little woo-woo, but it's the best way I have to explain it. Um, and yeah, like, sometimes agents write things and editors write things. And then they, they you read a thing that they wrote and you think they are a writer, but they are also an agent and an editor or friends with an editor mm-hmm. or married to an editor, you know? So you there's no reason not to put just positive energy out as much as you can. Yeah, no reason to be to be mean. Be nice. Be happy. Be positive. Love all the people. Be nice. <laughs> I mean, and you think that publishing is small. The world of Hollywood is oh. way smaller. And the thing about critiquing a TV show or a film, whether it was good or bad, is like, one, we've talked about this. There's so many hands in the pot that you really, yeah. people get, the, the people who get the most credit are the director uh, or if it's TV, the showrunner, right? But usually there's way more influence from the studio, from execs, from other people that impact the quality of something or whether something gets made. And I see people do this too, who want to be in television and who will like trash talk a certain show. And I'm just like, Ooh, but there were six other writers in that room and any Mm -hmm. one of them could be a showrunner and hiring next season. And anyone, (laughs) like any one of them could have had a significant role in making that or not. Like, so it's, it just shows that like there are so many layers and you have to be really intentional when you're thinking about how you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about plagiarism? Yes. Because <laughs> I, I have been thinking about this and when, you know, you always see these cases popping up and I'm just like, I don't quite understand how somebody gets to the point of, of you doing plagiarism like I can't figure it out I have some theories but I don't quite understand how that person gets to that space unless it's just like sheer desperation uh or they like really can't write but they're looking for a way and they think this is the get rich quick thing and they're trying to like manipulate Amazon or something like that to get a quick buck yeah which is also insane because like if you want to make a quick buck writing is not the way to do it good lord um (laughs) Yeah. Although it's probably a lot faster if you're stealing people's work. I mean, it's true. Like cheating, but oh, that's such a again, it's so like karmically bad. It's how can you ever write again after that, you know? Like write your own thing once you've stolen someone else's thing. 
like it's 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 really sad like what a what a you know such lack of faith in yourself and the creative process that you feel like you have to steal something but like what does that do like you didn't that you don't it doesn't do anything all, all it does is you're you know, you're just stealing you know the only thing reason i could think of like, yeah like you said is if it's i just want to steal like i am not trying to be a writer i just yeah. am trying to to steal some money um then there's some at least motivation there but yeah i i feel like there's like what you think you're not gonna get caught yeah (laughs) that's the thing is like how are you not how do you think you're not gonna get caught you will get caught if you're listening to this and tempted (laughs) to plagiarize somebody's work you will get caught you will people will see you they will call you out uh and it will be messy um so don't do it but i've seen authors who have had like six seven eight books out and like they're acting as if they have a career and then people are like oh but like four of these books are like lifted straight off of this other author and then you see these disputes and i'm like how did it get to this point where this person actually believes that they are a writer yeah but that like i don't know yeah i don't i don't understand that but don't do it like that's my rule really do not do it it's so so not cool and yeah, once you're once you're uh, found out, and you will be found out, you're done. I mean, there's no one gonna hire you or buy your stuff yeah. ever, because like you've just like yeah, it's so disrespectful, it's so awful. The other thing, uh, oh, the other thing is like yeah, in being in person, like how when because sometimes writers get together, uh, you, you're pitching things, you're at a conference, you're at a whatever thing together with other people, and that can be really scary. Right, because you feel like you're being judged. You feel like you have to make a big impression. Uh, you're probably not a big people person because you're a writer, um, and that can lead to some questionable decisions uh, around behavior. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to be positive here, you know, because I understand it's scary, and you you want to distinguish yourself, and you want to do well, and you want people to like you, and you want people to remember you, and you feel like it's it's you know never gonna work and so you do things like try to pitch to the agent in the bathroom Mm -hmm. uh or you know when you're in a discussion keep trying to bring it back to your book or or even online you know like you're in a in a a subreddit or something and suddenly you start talking about your book like oh come on all it does is it makes you look like a jerk (laughs) yeah don't don't do it like and I've seen even like it's bad enough when it happens in like a writing panel but I've seen like fan panels of like books or series or something else where it's like the room is full of some writers but a lot of fans and then Mm -hmm. like there's a writer who goes up to the mic and goes oh I also have a book (laughs) like and starts to try and pitch themselves it is so awkward it is awkward for the the panelists and and the person you're pitching yourself to they cannot say yes it is awkward for the audience it is disrespectful to the audience i'm like just do not do it wow yeah and now now this is to say now if you are at a writing conference and there is an agent who is there to hear pitches right and you are in you know they're not in the bathroom they're not running to a thing you're kind of hanging out you're allowed to ask, ask, may I pitch to you? And if they say yes, golden. And if they say no, you say, okay, thanks. Maybe another time. Yeah, that's Done. all you have to do. 
That's all you have to do. And usually it doesn't even happen like that. Usually it's like you're sitting at the bar <laughs> and somebody that you saw on a panel, it's like ends up sitting beside you and you start talking and then you're like, oh, I have this book or this idea. Mm-hmm. Can I, you know, share it with you? And a lot of times they're like, yeah, sure. You're like, tell me about it. Or they're like, yes, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear more mm-hmm. about it or read it. And then like, that's it. You don't have to be creepy stalker. <laughs> like, Please don't. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Or just pay, just pay for the slot, you know, or sign up for the slot to do yeah. the pitch session, which most conferences have anyway. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't get the one with the person you want. And that's, you know, that's cool that you just yep. find them later and ask, you know, like, hey, is it all right if I pitch to you? Is that cool? Um, I remember I was at a, a a conference one time and there was a round table with a person, you know, it was like a sign up to have this conversation with this guy. And I wasn't able to sign up in time i wasn't able to get a spot so what i did was i just sort of hung out nearby all right so i waited to see if no one showed up now did i barge in no but i just waited to see if there was a space there was a space there was an open space that someone had not taken and i asked if it was all right if i joined and they said yes all right so that's you you can make opportunities happen mm-hmm. by being patient and polite um, you know, I, I, you know, ambitious, but you're never going to get there with, by being pushy or aggressive or disrespectful. Um, but if you're kind and polite and respectful, you know, then that you'll, that'll take you a lot farther. Words to live by. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I stitched that up into a sampler and uh, hang it on your wall uh, <laughs> along with the the other bone mows that I've given you so much wisdom from me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, now I, just to ask everyone, if you can, please try to leave a review, tell other people about the podcast. Melissa, do you, you had an announcement about your Kickstarter. Do you want to explain that update? I certainly can. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the Kickstarter has officially ended, but I actually ended up canceling it um, because I needed to change printers. So I was originally printing printing overseas uh, and we have smaller print runs. And so it was just going to be really astronomical uh, cost-wise. So I now have on my website a pre-order form where people can identify, like, I want a copy of this, and they can mark that and select it. And I will be doing a small run uh, based on the interest that is expressed. And that'll be happening in September. So the decks will be delivered a lot faster. And I think they'll be cheaper because we're not paying for the same um, volume of shipping. So very, very excited about the change, the pivot. It works out for the best, you know. Uh, wish it could have been funded and, and fully funded and had the larger numbers. But you know what? I always think that things work out the way they're meant to work out. Mm-hmm. Better to do smaller and, you know, faster, higher quality, cheaper, you know, that, yeah, yeah, you do what you got to do. We'll work out the kinks. And but yeah, so it's still happening. It's yeah, still, still on. Happening. You could just go do a pre-order and, and, and get these wonderful cards. So yeah. Yeah. So you can still check Great. out the link. Um, yeah. And also I want to give a shout out to, 
our YouTube listeners because our podcast is on YouTube uh, uh, and we have subscribers. <laughs> I don't know who you are, Yay. but thank you. And uh, if you are a subscriber, you should also definitely share this with people on uh, YouTube so that more people can find it and listen to us there. Yes, please. Well, great. Well, I guess we'll just wrap up for there and remind you all that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, guys. Bye.